0: This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Hey, Final Ghouls. Welcome back to another episode of The Scream Teens. If you're new here, I'm your host, Gory Corey.
1: And I'm Lena Through the Looking Glass. And we're super excited because today's episode is all about vampires. <laughs> yes!
0: But first, okay. Lena, what have you been watching, reading, or listening to this week?
1: Okay, so recently I have been reading a lot of Virginia Woolf. Um, Ooh. so her her uh, novel called *Mrs. Dalloway*, really good novel, <laughs> and uh, it explores a lot of themes. Uh, I really like it. Uh, you know about youth and you know, kind of the world after the First World War, and it's also <laughs> a bit bisexual, which is really cool. So. <laughs> you know for 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 a person from that time, Virginia Wolf's pretty cool. How yeah. about you?
0: um well, I recently watched Happiest Season, which isn't horror or anything nearly related to horror, but it was really cute and fun um and I've been rereading Dante's Inferno, which is my favorite book. Oh <laughs> this is a great it's it's honestly great. I love it. yeah, should reread it sometime okay, so all right, Lena, what was your first introduction to vampires? Okay.
1: Um my first introduction to vampires is a bit classical and cliché, but it was oh. Twilight.
0: Um,
1: yep. <laughs> yep. My first introduction to vampires was Twilight. Um and then I had Bram Stoker's Dracula. I had Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula, which was also one of my first introductions to vampires. Really? So
0: the book or the mm-hmm. movie? Uh the book actually. Did you read just, it,
1: like as a kid? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. I I yeah I I am a bit like of a bookworm, so um, <laughs> ever since I was like probably starting sixth grade, I started reading a lot sixth of books. Sixth grade? Yeah. Obviously, it was it's like such an French trans- book
0: for sixth grade. Wow. It was Lana. like
1: a French translated <laughs> version, so I read some of it, um, and then I ended up like reading it entirely, um, just cause nice. I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It is really
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> okay, and for you, how about you, Cory? What was your first introduction to
0: vampires? <laughs> okay, well mine is a lot less advanced than that. Mine was there was this book called This Totally Bites and it was like <laughs> this book about this twelve year old girl that was a vampire. Um and it was part of this like kids' horror book series. And then shortly after that, I watched Twilight, and I was such a Twilight fan as a kid. Um, no, are you? Only- on what team were you on? Oh, Team Jacob. But here's the thing. Team Bella was not. I'm Team Edward because Bella's not good enough for Jacob. That's, that's where I'm at. And I only watch those movies because of Taylor Lautner. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I no longer like them, but they were a very big staple in my childhood. And then after that I watched The Vampire Diaries and I was like, oh, I hate Twilight. The Vampire Diaries is way better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I actually... Like, there's a big hype with Vampire Diaries, but I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what it talks about at all, and I've never seen any, like, extract from it at all. It's
0: sort of like if Twilight had slightly better writing and acting, but, like, that's not saying much. (laughs) Um... (laughs) It's good. It's very much like a teen. It's like Riverdale. It's a CW show. Oh, okay, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Well, yeah. All of my knowledge of vampires was like teen romances and stuff. Even like, even the Scooby Doo episodes with vampires and Monster High. All of the storylines that dealt with vampires were usually like a love triangle. And I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people complain about that, but I would sort of argue that the vampire love triangle goes back to Bram Stoker's Dracula, so it's sort of like the classic tale when talking about vampires. Yeah.
1: And yeah, let's not forget like vampires are kind of like a symbol of like,
0: lust and all of yeah. that. So, they're, you know. <laughs> they're like a symbol of desire and that kind of stuff, so mm-hmm. the love triangle sort of goes into their entire origins.
1: Yeah, can't really argue against that, to be honest. <laughs> So, a little bit of background on vampires. So, vampires are, like, really closely related to religion. Of course, like, most of folklore legends you see today, uh, it's mostly, like, going to be associated with uh, religion. So, uh, in Occident, so, uh, you know, European uh, religion, you know, Christianity, the vampires were, like, used to depict, like, sin. So, lust, obviously, yeah, and um the the church back then was just constantly trying to attempt to represent like evil and temptation through like many, many aspects, I mean, we see it in, like <laughs> witches, werewolves, and then <clears throat> vampires as well, so um yeah it's it was a way in a way, like all of these like creatures were a way to like control the masses in some way and, and just like prevents people from like revolting against the church and just like being conditioned to like the societal standards of the time back then
0: yeah i think the church obviously uses sort of like the threat of hell and eternal damnation as a way to enforce morals and like try to convince people to act ethically so if you're a vampire and you're never you know you'll never go to hell Unless you're, like, just being a good person, you don't really have much of a reason to follow morals and to not sin. And so you can sort of do whatever you want. And I think that's sort of, like, what they're trying to, they're trying to put maybe atheists and people that don't necessarily follow biblical rules into a monstrous role.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like this, like, kind of tradition of, like, using monsters and creatures to depict this kind of you know evil temptation sinful creature and to scare the people uh it's it's still like very prominent like definitely fairly like recently i'm going to be honest like it's people like are you like telling children horror stories about i don't know if you don't clean up your room (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 to a lesser extent, obviously. Like they're not being burnt at the stake for being witches or things, <laughs> or <laughs> things like. But no, it's but still we... to a lesser extent.
0: Yeah, and I think we definitely see that in a lot of like film and TV representation, especially like mm-hmm. with especially with queer characters and with trans characters. They're usually either portrayed as like evil, or they're the ones getting like brutally murdered. Yeah. And that and, sort of enforces these really harmful stereotypes.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at, like, vampire representations, uh, like, you know, on screen, you <laughs> notice, like, obviously you're going to notice that they act in a very, like, what would people would stereotypically call, like, gay way. You know, they act very yeah. gay and things like that. And They're definitely if that's very not, care-coded. like, a... Yeah, and if that's not, like, a massive hint... Uh, to, like, just say, like, massing, massive, like, implication of saying, like, hmm, gay people bad, therefore, you know, we <laughs> no, must I think that was- on screen.
0: I think that was definitely sort of the intent behind a lot of vampires, um, mm-hmm. because obviously when you see them, they're very sort of dramatic and flamboyant, and they're children of the night, and they sort of do whatever they want, and they are sort of, like, the stereotypical negative ways that we see a lot of queer people in the media. Oh,
1: just for a little bit of background, queer coding is a term used in uh, medias to kind of depict people um, who, uh, villains especially, who are um, acting in a stereotypical, like, homosexual uh, manners, um, So and uh, are depicted as, like, uh, Machiavellus or, like, villains in, like, movies. So, basically,
0: for, go ahead. For an example, just pretty much every Disney villain of all time has been queer-coded.
1: Yeah, like, Jafar. Um, yes, My favorite Ursula. villain ever, yeah? Ursula. Uh,
0: Jafar. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. they, they all, like, I mean, let's not just, you know, ignore this. This is very blatant and um, yeah. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't stop you from liking the movie, though, but...
0: <laughs> you know, but it's just, I mean, it, we see it in all in all media from back mm-hmm. in the day. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's homophobic, but, you know, most of it was. But then you see there are movies like um, Daughters of Darkness, where it's sort of the opposite, where they're not queer coding and the characters are very clearly queer, but they're like, cool. And you sort of want to be them, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel well, like it's, it's changed
0: cultures. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: yeah, it's changed throughout the years and it's it's great to see this, you know, as mm-hmm. like a queer person you could be like finally something I can relate to. <laughs> yeah. Just like I'm not the bad guy.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's why horror is such a queer genre and why so many queer people are drawn to it is cuz they feel sort of represented in a lot of the monster characters cuz a lot of us have been, like, outcast for years and years. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it relates back to, like, what people thought back in the day, um, how vampires were the embodiment of, like, sin and mm-hmm. lust. And that's what, literally what people thought of, like, LGBTQ plus people. Like, there's just, definitely. like, lustful people and um, full of sin and all that. So, yeah. therefore, a lot of people made the connection. It was like... <laughs>
0: And I think also, like, the queerness in vampires reinforces that fear that, like, if you hang out with someone that's queer, they're going to turn you queer and they're going to make you gay. And they look like everybody else, so you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) vampires. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think, Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's always been sort of prominent in, like, everything that I've ever watched with vampires in it like from the second I watched The Lost Boys I was like oh this is a very gay movie like no one no one can tell me it's not it's just (laughs) obvious
1: yeah no and I I feel like it's interesting because in in the more recent years people um you know um artists have kind of appropriated like a kind of interpreted the vampire Uh, kind of construct as their own thing um obviously uh, you can see this in twilight um he's not like edward is not really queer coded whatsoever like perhaps a bit
0: yeah i just think it's interesting though because when you look at it the things in twilight were like their skin sparkles and like they're gorgeous and they all walk around in this huge pack and they are all like they're all adopted, like it's just a weird new set of rules for vampires. Yeah,
1: and I I feel like that has shifted uh, people's views of vampires a lot, just um, from like the early two thousands, even like the nineties. Is there's just been a big shift in in yeah. kind of culture, and um, it's like surrounded we vampires. From, like,
0: we went from like the Phantom of the Opera to having like frat boys. Like it's it's a oh. very big shift. <laughs>
1: It is a very big shift indeed. (laughs) Yeah. And you know that perhaps in the 20th century, uh, sorry, yeah, perhaps in the 20th century, you had quite like a negative connotation of vampires and whatnot. And which is interesting because back in the Victorian era, uh, spiritualism and vampires are actually really popular. I mean, you see Bram Stoker's Dracula, it was like a bestseller. People mm-hmm. loved it, and even Queen Victoria herself, like, loved anything that had to do with spiritualism. It, it it just had so much influence on, like, especially. I'm like, of of course, I'm like talking about Europe, of course, because that's where I'm from. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't know much about, um, you know, anything outside of this of well, Europe. I mean, but
0: um, also, just a lot of our education is. Is in European studies. Yeah, it's kind of Europe-centered yeah. part of the world. But, but yeah,
1: um. and so spiritualism had like a big influence on like English literature, for example, mm-hmm. and it's allowed like or- authors to like explore the supernatural world, kind of. Like, I mean, you can see Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, even yeah. in some of her writing, like like a um, Virginia Woolf did also. You know, write mm-hmm. a bunch of odd things like uh lady in the looking glass that was very like spiritual like and it's it's very it's very interesting to look at and just all of a sudden all of this like this this uh love for spiritualism and vampires and all that just declines and and just like fully stops at the 20th century and then yeah. boom uh
0: we got queer coding that appears with the emergence <laughs> of, of movies you know <laughs> yeah well one thing too that i think sort of added to a lot of european literature was like there were some quote-unquote real-life vampires in europe that were very big back in like the 1800s and even way before that like we have vlad the impaler who was thought to be a mm-hmm. real vampire elizabeth yeah, Bathory, I mean... who, who thought that drinking blood would make uh the blood of like young women would make her youthful
1: yeah so, in, in vampires, again, much like, you know, like we discussed in the last episode, zombies, though they're, they're multicultural. Mm-hmm. I feel like now now they're not like only Europe centered whatsoever. I mean, you've got folklore from like Eastern Europe too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Vlad the Impaler is a big influence on this. Uh Bram I mean, Dracula. He is character. Dracula, yeah. He he is Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no denying it. His but, name is um, literally
0: like Vlad Dracula.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vlad Cepes. But it's like... <laughs> but it, it, it's it's just like become multicultural in some way. Like you have... Yeah, definitely. Um, ghosts. Like there are ghost stories from China or mm-hmm. Japan uh, with this kind of like spirits and they may, even though they are not like the typical vampire you'd think of, you know, like drinking blood and all that, uh they they are still very much like it. I forgot the name of of them, but they're basically dead people who are back from their graves and they are like very youth uh youthful and they have this really red mouth, which made me think and they have like those things too. So oh, it makes me it, think um, of
0: of vampires. Oh god, I don't know how to pronounce it because of the J, right? Jiang I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, because there's one in Japanese folklore and uh, another one in chinese folklore, but it's it's uh it's very similar to vampires and vom- vampires are just really all over the like everyone everyone, yeah. everyone knows vampires and <laughs> I feel like those creatures and monsters kind of tie all of us together, you know no matter how yeah. like different your culture is like you still have um a you something in common with <laughs> yeah you still have monsters I like that. monsters really tie cool. us all together. Yeah, monsters are Aww. are just like
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is great. <laughs> but yeah. um, so obviously we can't talk about queer coding and vampires without talking a little bit about Interview with the Vampire. Lena, do you have anything to say about this movie? Because I have a lot.
1: <laughs> I actually have not watched
0: Interview with the Vampire,
1: oh, or okay. if I have oh. watched it, I do not know the English name of it. For it, oh. It's-
0: okay it's um <laughs> it's this movie with brad pitt and tom cruise and they're both vampires that are like they're in love but like it's a very toxic relationship <gasps> but we're really? not gonna talk about i know yeah, i know they have a kid they're two men they have a chill a child together mm-hmm. and it's all about like brad pitt is just like this emo vampire boy who is just trying to get tom cruise to give him some answers and tom cruise is just being a jerk about it but um that is such a queer movie and i cannot believe that brad pitt and tom cruise like agreed to be in it because i never would have thought of them as being like allies necessarily oh yeah definitely not that i would have thought they would be homophobic. just like i didn't necessarily think they'd ever want to play gay characters
1: And on, you know, the the this topic of you know vampires and supernatural things. What did you think about the end of Supernatural, the, the oh. season finale? <laughs> what happened? Oh my god! Like, well, this relates back, like to to like queer, yes, like not queer, goodness, sorry, last minute, last minute gaze.
0: Oh, I, listen. I'm glad that we finally found out that it was the Dusty O forgive me for using the term was was canon but i i just think that they could have done anything else <laughs> to to actually make that happen
1: yeah as have you seen like the the scene where they confess to each other
0: you mean where one of them confesses well sorry the where like never never confesses
1: and he goes into gay hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay i'm going to I could talk about this all day, but this is just, like, a small little tangent, uh, you know, away from vampires and more focused on, like, on the supernatural. Supernatural Um,
0: vampires, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, but
1: this- you cannot tell me that, like, this is- at least, like, Loki has a bit of homophobia in it. I mean, Um, Destiel kind
0: of, like, comes
1: out and all that and, and just- Goes to hell because he's <laughs> gay, mm. <laughs> and then you have like Dean. Like you, if you look at the scene, it's just so unemotional. Yeah. Like, it feels like it feels like they've filmed this in like different like rooms and at different times. <laughs> and I would really want to see like an interview of like Je- Jensen Ackles, at least you know, just uh, kind of explaining this, or at least the director because, I mean, yeah. I'm I, in the back of my head. I just like really scared the fact that like Jensen Ackles was like I refuse to confess my love. Uh, sorry, I refuse to have like Desianna
0: confess. I don't know if this is true, but I heard like I read something on Twitter that said like he didn't really didn't want to have Cass and Dean get together. I don't know why or like what the reasoning was behind it, but. I just feel like they had so much to pull from.
1: They had so yeah. many,
0: like, Wattpad stories that they literally could have, like, just written a whole script with and they didn't have to do Agreed. any Agreed. That would have been 100% better than what they gave us.
1: Yeah. I mean, even I, as a person who, like, only has watched, like, what, the first two seasons of Supernatural, I was just, like, exactly. disappointed. I was, and like, I can't
0: I've been waiting for this for what... 13 years? Is that how many seasons it has? Oh, God. That's how yeah, long we've like... all been waiting. And they could have just. They honestly could have had him just, like, not go to hell. They could have yeah. had them both confess to each other and then one of them die for, like, whatever reason. And that would have been a little bit better, at least. But the yeah, fact that just... Dean didn't get to say it back just really puts salt in the wound. hmm. Yeah,
1: and, like, people back in the day, like, people were still saying, like, Dean and like Castiel are a thing. This is true. One day you'll see, and then at the finale, like it must like at the beginning, it must have like brought back like so much joy to them, and then like Castiel just go. uh, Sorry, Castiel just goes to hell. Congratulations, you have a very
0: disappointed fan base. Um, (laughs) And I think like there's a TV show called Hannibal that does, this just to go on a brief tangent, Hannibal's a cannibal, so I think I can group him into the, I think it can apply to this episode. He's not a vampire, <laughs> but he's still people. Anyways. They sort of had, I wouldn't necessarily call them a last minute gay relationship, but they were like, season two, I want to say, is when Hannibal and the male lead get together. And like, I did not expect that at all. And I don't think we all, I don't think most people expected it, but the fan base really wanted it. And the show creator is gay, so they did a perfect job at, like, setting up this relationship and not having it be homophobic to put them together. And I think all shows should look to that that are planning on, like, Mm -hmm. sort of fading and then actually giving us, like, a real relationship. Because I never figured they were going to actually have these two characters get together. And then they did it in a way that, like, was perfect and was nothing like what Supernatural did. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Little tip, like gay people fall in love like exactly like heterosexual people do. Not, <laughs> it's there's no
0: difference.
1: Yeah, it's just like uh maybe you're gonna have to like, you know, tell them you're gay or something or stuff like that. But like it's it it's the same phase. Like you <laughs> fall in love, you go to date and all of that, it's not like guys, look at us, we're gay, woo <laughs> No, we don't want to wave it into people's faces. We just want to live our epic life and just get married and whatnot, yes. <laughs> like okay. everyone else.
0: I'm so, so sick cool. of. Okay, and then there's also there's a term called queer baiting, which is what Supernatural Oh for a time. Which is where you make two characters seem like they're queer and they're together, but you don't mm. confirm it. Which <coughs> Teen is Teen just- Wolf. <coughs> mm-hmm, my God. It's just not. It's not cool. Please don't do that if you, uh, yeah. if you're something. Just literally think of gay couples as normal couples because they are normal couples, and it's mm-hmm. quite annoying at this point. Yeah. Anywho, to get back <laughs> to vampires.
1: Sorry. Back to vampires, Andy. Sorry about this t- tangent. It was just a little personal rant about everything that's has happened recently <laughs> with Supernatural. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have, with vampires, uh, apparently we have quote-unquote real-life vampires. Oh, um, yes. Nowadays. So, Corey, take it away.
0: (laughs) Okay, so there's this thing called Renfield syndrome, which is like a medical condition where someone is obsessed with drinking blood, whether it be their own blood or other people's blood or animal blood. They, They just really, they think for some reason they have to drink blood. And then there's also a group of people, I think it's called sanguinarians. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but they drink blood. And I was reading an article where someone said he went to the doctor and the doctor like pulled out a needle and like cut open his back and started drinking out of his back, the blood out of his back and then just left. And this dude was like, um, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do here. And it's like oh, this God. community of people, and they all drink human blood.
1: That is um, so weird. And that makes so me think weird. that makes me think of like, uh, I remember seeing this somewhere on YouTube. Um, <laughs> there's this couple that thought of them perhaps a sanguinarian I, I don't know, and uh, they're talking about their, quote- unquote, "vampire awakening," oh, and how no. they're craving <laughs> like they were craving for blood. And that if they did not have blood at least once a month, they would, like, eventually die or go crazy or things of the like. <laughs> and the fact that, like, two of them, they're, like, there's two of them and they got married. That like, God. Totally crazy. If they, yeah, and if they ever have children, oh, I feel, I will feel so bad for the
0: child. Oh, God, Just, yeah. I mean, listen, like, I try not to judge people, but if that's... Get some help, please. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Vampires are cool. However, you know, it's not by becoming a vampire, like to
0: the literal sense, that you're going to make yourself cooler. You can't <laughs> just like start drinking blood and think you're a vampire. You got to actually yeah. be a vampire for you to drink blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. It's, it's also this demonstrates the fact that there's been such a shift like society changes all the time there's just been Mm -hmm. such a shift in and just the mentality like it goes from like vampire bad to vampire oh it's pretty cool then again vampire bad and then oh my god everyone wants to be a vampire now
0: yeah (laughs) and I love I love how like emo vampires are because they try to make people not want to be vampires and they're always like Oh God! I've just been alive for too long. I can't take it anymore. And everyone's like, "We want to be vampires." <laughs> and yeah. Every vampire story, the vampires are all miserable and they hate their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's cool. a big contrast, honestly.
0: Yeah, and there are also I've also found there are real life quote unquote vampire hunters. <laughs> That will go to these like chat rooms of Sanguinarians and like the little like clubhouses or whatever that they have, and they'll send them like hate mail and they'll troll their website, and that's how they're oh.
1: <laughs> Vampire hunters. I guess and- that the people if back in the medieval era are kind of right. <laughs> there were vampires, and there are vampire hunters, but it's not quite what we thought.
0: It's just a little uh, boring, I guess. That's so lame. Mm, yeah, I think <laughs> they are at least gonna be like going around with like wooden stakes and stuff, but they're yeah, or just going just... online and yelling at people.
1: <laughs> yeah, just at least have
0: some holy water with you. Like, yeah, what are no, you doing? Like, um, and there are also. I have been reading up. There are a lot of like beauty treatments to this day that involve blood because apparently, mm-hmm. like, if you use your own blood on your skin like once a month, they have like blood facials. It like helps increase your collagen levels in your skin, and it's like really yeah. good for you. Apparently, which I've is, like, seen that. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I uh, don't know. Was Elizabeth Bathory right, or just? <laughs> <honestly, laughs>
0: She, okay i was reading up on her her story is so cool her uncle taught her satanism when she was like a teen and then she just started torturing and killing people from a very young age and like she once made a woman like cut off her own skin and then cook it and eat it like Ooh. the woman had to eat her ah. own skin. isn't that insane
1: it is really insane <laughs>
0: Metal That's though, really it mean. was Bathory was just ruthless. Like we always think of Vlad the Impaler, but Bathory really. Uh, mm-hmm. Bathory was there.
1: Let's <laughs> not forget about her. <laughs> scary.
0: Um. She was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, and then we, we have-, have. Sorry. Go ahead. Go- no, no, no. You go ahead. Okay, well, to bring it sort of back to, like, sexuality, also female sexuality explored in vampirism is really interesting. Um, If you look at, like, the Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, with, like, Lucy and basically just most vampire films ever since then, there's always, like, the good woman and then, like, the woman that gets turned into a vampire almost immediately. (laughs) Um, And it's always because they have sex, and it's sort of like that slasher rule of, like, don't have sex or you'll be a vampire. Oh, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then I think we see things like American Horror Story with, like, Lady Gaga's vampire, which was, like, totally changed the message of that. And it's just sort of interesting how sexuality within vampires has like changed over time cuz it used to be like terrifying and now it's like they're like cool they're like rock stars
1: yeah it's it, it's just like I, I i really want people back from like i don't know the edwardian period or like <laughs> during world war 2 just come here and and just realize vampires
0: are actually cool and uh, everyone wants to
1: be a vampire <laughs>
0: Honestly, I think we should all live by the rule of make your ancestors hate you. (laughs) If your ancestors (laughs) are disappointed in you, you're doing something right. Yes. Agreed.
1: (laughs) It's just like, it goes to talk about society is changing a lot. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, I mean, even like early on, you have like mm, TV shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Which kind of like turned these vampires into like
0: cool people, even though Buffy's they about, really like were. They were like, but they were t- like teen Dreamboat characters. They were like the the ones that everyone had posters on their wall of. I assume yeah. I wasn't around when Buffy was popular, but
1: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> my, my mother was like a huge Buffy fan, so oh, really? I can only assume. Uh, yeah, she's like a a very big Buffy fan. So and I mean. Yeah, and I mean, even if Buffy was, like, a vampire slayer, it just kind of, like, made you feel like vampires were really cool. Like, obviously you have Spike and his mm-hmm. epic, like, like kind of, like, leather jacket. Oh, yeah. I want this jacket. I want this jacket so much. I want to well, be Spike. He is also, so cool. looking
0: at, like, the Lost Boys, like, they are really cool. They're, like, the cool kids in town. And everyone, like, I think everyone wanted to be them when they saw that movie.
1: Yeah, I feel like because vampires are mysterious and mm. whatnot, people find them cool. And obviously, like filmmakers play around with this and <laughs> and to add like to add onto certain characters, you know, and their mysteriousness and ooh, they're cool. Uh they're yeah. gonna eventually make them a vampire or have like vampire like features and whatnot. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like less of a thing to terrify people it's it's less of um oh it's represented uh, it's representative of lust and sin and it's really bad and people should be scared of vampires now it's like it it focuses on just like
0: the mysterious aspect of them and how cool they look Mm um i think i think that's like amazing i think sort of in the beginning they were almost used as like obviously these these it's like enticing to want to live forever and whatnot but you'll be evil sort of thing. So, like, don't give in to your desire to sin, sort of. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Vampires are just cool.
0: (laughs) And then we also (laughs) have the the good vampire that eats animals and, like, doesn't like vegan vampires. (laughs) The vegetarians. Like, our dear Edward. And, um... Mm -hmm. I always think that's an interesting trope, because I'm like, listen, if you're going to be a vampire, why do that? But at the same time, I guess it makes sense. They don't really have a choice. It's such an interesting trope, because the vampires always end up eating people at some point, and you're just sort of waiting for when that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the climax of the movie, is just when the, ooh, (laughs) he's actually... Eaten someone now. (laughs) Drank
0: the blood from someone. Just (laughs) waiting for this. (laughs) The entire movie. I think in a lot of the newer interpretations for kids, at least, there's a lot of, like, they found a lot of ways around that. So there was this Disney movie that got turned into an incredible series that's on Netflix that everyone should watch called My Babysitter's a Vampire. Oh! (laughs) Where the main character, like, does not want to drink human blood. Um. so she sort of like goes after animals and like food bank blood and that kind of thing and there's also <laughs> in mo- there's this tv series and book series called monster high which <laughs> One of the main characters is named draculaura she's dracula's mm-hmm. daughter and she is terrified of blood and refuses to drink it
1: yeah and it's it's very it's super interesting and with that, I I forgot to say that one of my like other primary introductions to like vampires is also my babysitter is a vampire. obviously. Yeah. it was great, and it made me love vampires so much. Because when oh. I watched Twilight, I was more on you know team Jacob, and I preferred like yeah. werewolves. I thought werewolves mm-hmm. were really cool.
0: Werewolves, and I'm sorry, I see. werewolves are better.
1: <laughs> werewolves are better. I'm I'm actually going to be honest. I'm sorry okay. if I, we offend you, but werewolves sorry, are actually fine. really
0: cool. We're Sorry, you're up. still.
1: Yeah. But I just like watching my babysitter as a vampire. I just thought vampires are just really cool. And you know what the introduction I had before of vampires being like a bit like queer coded and things like that? It just shifted my visions a- of it. And I'm like, vampires yeah. are actually cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And especially it's- like, I am so obsessed with the vampire glow up where like the- all the nerdy kids get bitten by vampires and then become super cool. I love that show. And The Vampire, or My Baby Sister's Vampire does that so well. Um, And also, Mm -hmm. did you watch Witches of Waverly Place as a kid? Yes! Obviously, yeah. So there's a vampire in that that is um, played by Bridget Medler and, oh god, she has like a, her love story is so tragic, but she was also, I think, one of my first introductions to vampires, and she's like a really nice character and really sweet, so... Again, like we don't really see a lot of necessarily evil vampires anymore. There's even mm-hmm. um there's now a Disney series called like Vamparina about like this little oh, vampire yeah. girl. And all I know is Patty Lapone plays her grandmother, but <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot more like cool vampires that are just nice and they don't really kill anybody.
1: Yeah. So it goes it it just <laughs> changes. <laughs> Yep, take that church. You've just created something you've hated. Created, yeah, he's a monster. created. You created a monster and created something you swore to destroy in the beginning. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know how well it's going for you. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. I think there's also another interesting take if we go to like the really edgy and like extreme vampire movies. There's this one called Bliss, which sort of like depicts the vampire blood lust as like a drug addiction and this it's about this girl who turns into a vampire and she sort of goes through this like not really withdrawals but she's like really wanting to get blood and like she doesn't really understand what's going on and she gets sort of like these high trippy rushes and it's really cool And I Mm -hmm. think, I'm hoping we're gonna start seeing more things like that, where it sort of plays with, like, everyday addictions and that kind of thing. Because I think that's Mm -hmm. a really good take on it.
1: Yeah, just pass a message, like, onto it. You know, like Mm -hmm.
0: Gramari did
1: with the zombies.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That'd be, like, awesome, honestly.
0: I would watch that.
1: (laughs) People take note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about?
0: Um, did you ever do you have any thoughts on Vampire Academy? Did you ever see that one? vampire academy i think that personally Mm. i think that's a little superior to twilight and that should have been like the teen vampire franchise it's like it's a girl who's a vampire and then like she's not really her familiar but like her protector like every vampire has like a protector and they all go to this like high school anyways it's fun um and i that's like a really long book series and they only made one movie but
1: so is that like the underground underrated <laughs> kind of I mean it
0: Twilight? was like yeah it was popular and then they just like, never made another one I'm not really sure what happened with it but yeah I've never heard of it it's good I'm going to look into um, this it, <laughs> and then oh um what we do in the shadows I think that's one of the best vampire movies and TV series that we have at the moment and that sort of brought like an interview with the vampire style but it's completely changed it and made it so funny and i like that they brought it back to like classic vampire tropes with they brought back familiars and they which we haven't seen Mm -hmm. in like years and years and years um and sort of like all this old vampire mythology
1: Mm mm-hmm and I I've like I've not seen much of what we do in the shadow but like do they turn into bats and things of the yes, like Yes they do <laughs> They turn
0: into bats and then their familiar is just left like sitting there cuz he can't turn <laughs> into a bat because he's human and all he wants <laughs> is to be a vampire and they're always like okay someday we'll turn you and they never do and it's so sad that Oh god so sad And then they also have different types of vampires. So one of the characters is what's called an energy vampire. So he doesn't drink blood. He just like talks for really long periods of time and he's super boring and everyone gets so bored and annoyed with him that he drains their life force. (laughs) (laughs) That is so so fun. This is a great way to interpret Isn't it? Yeah. And I also, I mean, that's something that's interesting too, is that like there are different classifications of like vampires besides that like I think energy vampires were a thing before what we do in the shadows but there were also like there are like psychic ones um, hybrid vampires which are like sometimes they're both like werewolf vampires and sometimes vampires can turn into wolves but not because they're werewolves because they're just vampires if that makes sense um. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 there
0: are like so many different rules with them that i just mm-hmm. i don't know it's interesting i don't know how anyone writing vampire fiction today is like able to keep up with that but yeah
1: there's like a big variety and now like i feel like now if someone were to like make a movie about vampires they wouldn't have to follow like the traditional standards
0: no they and could have like make- that's what's sort of cool about Twilight that I do appreciate, is that they really made up a lot of their own rules. hmm And people like,
1: you don't necessarily get backlash from it. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, make your own version of a vampire and convey whatever you want through them.
0: Which exactly. I think is amazing. And that allows you to, like, portray so many different social messages and point out so many flaws. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's great. Um, <laughs> It's great.
1: Vampires are great. This is what you should uh, yes. just, you know, keep in mind after listening to this podcast.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Scream Teens. I'm Gory Corey,
1: and I'm Lena through the Looking Glass, and we'll and see you next episode. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.